0: You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're here, as always, and I'm just grateful to be sharing this space and time with you. And if you didn't already glean that from the show description, that's what today's conversation is going to be all about, establishing a gratitude practice, a practice where you notice the little things in your life that bring you joy so that you can then Expand that and notice more and more and more. And that's really what's behind the work of my guest today. Her name is Jennifer Garman. She is a podcaster and author. Her new book, Flourish, talks about her own journey of ill health uh, to good health and why gratitude was at the core of her success in that. So I think this is this is stuff that we already know. You know, we're smart women. We already know that we should have a gratitude practice. But I feel like sometimes you need to be reminded. You need to be inspired again so that you can get up each and every day or right before you go to bed and, and recall some things that you are grateful for. Because I know from my own life, doing that has been the key to greater happiness, a greater sense of groundedness and calm and you know makes me a better mom it makes me a better wife a better friend Um, so I think it's just so important and I'll never get tired of talking about it so I hope you enjoy this episode if you do please share it with a friend Uh, thank you so much for all the reviews if you haven't left one yet please do and if you wait till the very end of the episode there is a special message a special treat uh, but you'll have to get to the end to hear what it is so without further ado please enjoy this conversation with Jennifer Garman Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I want to mention show sponsor Public Good. It's a company that I use and I love. And just the other day, I was making the muesli that I get from them. And I was a little hesitant to give it to the entire family because I might have some picky eaters even in this bunch every now and then, especially when it comes to breakfast. But my kids and even my husband were in shock about how good the muesli was Where did you get this? Where did this come from? And it was from public goods. And that's what they're so great about. They have this incredible ethos where they want the best product under one roof and then everything comes in this beautiful aesthetic. It's really cool. Um, and so I'm obviously a big fan, and we've worked out an exclusive deal just for the Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. You can receive $15 off your first Public Goods order with no minimum purchase. You could literally go in and just get $15 when you use the code Unstressed. Just go to publicgoods.com/unstressed or use code Unstressed at checkout. That's p u b l i c g o o d s dot com forward slash Unstressed to receive $15 off your first order. If you're like me and you adore a calming glass of wine at the end of the day with dinner, then I'm really excited to tell you about this new company that's sponsoring the show called Usual Wines. Now, it's not just because they don't add sugar, which they don't, it's not just because the wine tastes fantastic, which it does. My favorite thing about this company has to be that they package it in these 6.3 ounce individualized bottles per box. What that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that there's no more wasting beautiful bottles of wine because you didn't drink the whole bottle in one sitting. You literally open a bottle, pour it in, and you're good to go. And if you want one, open another one, but you're not putting a cork in a larger bottle of wine and then the next day it doesn't taste as good because I can't tell you how many times that's happened and how soul crushing that is because you want to have you know, the same taste the next day and it's just not there. So Usual Wines has completely hacked that. I think it's brilliant what they're doing. And the wine again is no added sugar. They harvest it at just the right time. A lot of wine companies harvest it too early. So there's all this added sugar involved. They don't do that. And it's straight out of Sonoma County. So you know it's good. So be sure to go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code unstressed for $8 off your first order. Well, hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, you know, let's give our audience a little bit of origin story about you. How did you get into this work? How did gratitude, specifically, such a linchpin in your work?
1: Yeah, well, it kind of happened um, mistakenly, I would say. Um, I was sick for a good seven, seven and a half years. And I, which is the typical case of, you know, just adding too much and not taking anything off my plate. I had three young kids at the time. I was overextended. I was not putting myself first ever. And um, I'm not sure what the straw was that broke the camel's back. But one day I just completely had the rug pulled out from under me and lost my health overnight. Mm. And it went from complete and absolute insomnia for um, several nights to, Uh, food intolerances, and allergies, and autoimmune disorders, and, you know, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, and you name it, I was diagnosed with it, but when I'd follow the protocol for healing and getting better, I wouldn't, and it was so frustrating, because I'd, you know, visit a specialist, and they'd say, I know exactly what's wrong with you, do this, in six months, you're going to be so much better, but I wasn't, Mm. (laughs) and I just followed this perpetual, you know, path down these rabbit holes for over seven years, until I just had enough and I was done. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is what I've been dealt in life. It's not terminal, I can still function. There's some days where I'm about 70% and I'm just going to do the very best I can. I decided at the time I was going to get my life coaching certification. I knew I couldn't hold down a full-time job, but at least maybe I could take on a few clients here and there and do some good and help people. So it was during my studies that I came upon the notion of gratitude Um, I was also learning about neuroplasticity. I was learning about quantum physics and our thoughts and I was just absolutely enamored and I was so excited and I was learning and I was fascinated and I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this on myself. I have nothing to lose. I could use, you know, a little boost in my happiness and my mood. So I started practicing on myself as a guinea pig and I started feeling these surges of energy. And my symptoms started to improve. And I was like, there's no way. (laughs) This is all going to come back. This is temporary. But I kept it up. And within a month's time, all my symptoms had resolved. Um, I was bounding out of bed in the morning. I didn't need caffeine. I didn't need my medications for sleep. And I was like sold. (laughs) So it was at that time where I'm like, you know, I know without a shadow of doubt, this is what I was meant to do. So I used gratitude as my root emotion to heal. And I knew I needed to pass that power of that on along with the power of our thoughts to as many people as I could reach. So I founded gratitudemission.org. I created the growing gratitude tree and took that to market. Um, That was a good part of 2017, 2018. And then I had the chance to um, write about my story in the, my book, Flourish, um, which published in April. So that's wow. kind of the path that I've been on.
0: And that seems like almost like a rocket ship path. Like once you decided that this is, this is what is healing me, this is what has healed me, then it was like you knew your mission in life. You knew your purpose in life. I mean, that it seems like it happened so fast.
1: It did. And I always knew, you know, I'd had little glimpses throughout my career that like, okay, I know I want to help people. I know I want to be some sort of a healer in capacity. And I just didn't know how. I knew I wasn't going to go to medical school and be a doctor, but I knew that there was some route that I was going to be, you know, a catalyst to helping people. And then when this all fell into place, I'm like, that's it. I know without a doubt that this is what I was meant to do.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So what were you doing before? Because it, it seems like a very like, stark difference than what you were doing, but were you in a, a different career? What, what was going on before?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually graduated as a computer engineer, and oh, wow. I, I knew within a few years that that was not what I was meant to do. Um, I was not happy or fulfilled in that career at all. Um, so I kind of dabbled into you know, business development and sales, and I got over into that side of technology, still didn't really feel like it was my path. Um, And I transitioned over into the medical sector. And that's really where I, you know, kind of honed in on to, you know, helping people. And I was, um, my last job was in medical devices. I absolutely loved that job. And I unfortunately had to let it go because of, you know, just the overwhelming circumstances in my life. But I knew that I'd honed in on something that was fulfilling for me with helping people.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. It's like you were, you were there, but it wasn't your full purpose yet. And so you had to find that. And then once you did, what did it it feel like when you were like, okay, I'm on this path. This is, you know, I'm doing the giving tree. I'm doing the book. Like, did it feel like you were doing exactly what you, what, what you wanted to be doing, what you should be doing? Or did it just, I don't know, like, what did it feel like?
1: You know, I I equate it to feeling effortless and in, in like engaging and empowering at the same time, kind of, um, I don't know if there's anybody that plays golf, but when you hit a golf ball and it's just like effortless and, but it goes so far and it, it's perfect. And it's that sweet spot. That's kind of what it felt like. It just felt right. But yeah. the effort was not there. Like, you know, I'm not putting and pouring all my energy into it. It was just happening because it was meant to happen.
0: Yeah. It was almost energy giving. I'd imagine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like most people have gotten away from gratitude? Do you feel like we've lost our path? You know, when you look at a group of people, do you think, well, they they practice gratitude or do you think uh, they probably don't? Where are we now as a society?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like people are attuned to saying thank you for things without really feeling it, like going through the motions, so to speak. Um, it, It just seems like such a polarized world right now with politics and, you know, thoughts and people don't want to see things from other people's perspectives. And that is a big part of gratitude is, you know, just realizing we're all different and we all have things that we're going to bring to the table and being appreciative for all the differences, um, you know. And I do think that there is a big gap and a, a lot of learning curve that could take place with the practice of gratitude.
0: Okay. Well, talk to us then. What do you do? What are, what are your secrets to having a thriving gratitude practice? What do you do in your day to day? Help us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you want me to talk about what I do personally or what I do to help? Yeah. Because then I think like the listener could be like, okay, I could do that. You know, that's manageable. Yeah. Well, I can kind of give it to you in tears because I know a lot of people are like, I have no extra time in my day and I get it. I have three kids. I have a busy life and I was there. And this does not have to be a time-consuming practice. Um, It can be as simple as getting out of bed in the morning, putting one foot down saying thank, another foot down saying you, you have a whole day in front of you, infinite possibilities, take that into the shower with you, into getting ready for the day, and just try and feel grateful for all that you have in your life right when you get up. Um, Another great time to do it is right when you go to sleep you're transitioning from the uh, conscious to the subconscious. And when you concentrate on something during that time, it tends to get ingrained quicker. So right before you go to bed, just eat, eat. some people are visual, jot, down, jot some things down you're grateful for um, on the side of your bed and make it a habit. Um, really turn it into something that you embrace each day and bring it into your kids' lives if you can. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great practice to do at the dinner table. It really can be incorporated with other parts of your day pretty easily.
0: No, I love that. I lo- and, and honestly, like the the time before bed, I think is so crucial because I'm guilty of this too. Like I'm on Twitter, I'm on my phone. I'm like downloading all of this political strife and all of this bad stuff right before you head into that subconscious space. So I'd imagine like we talked about earlier, the neuroplasticity, like that's connecting new pathways that are not so positive, not so gratitude filled.
1: Yes. Unfortunately, we do carry that into our subconscious at night when we focus on that right before bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That can't be good for anybody. So I love that you did that as part of your routine. You know, I think the listener can absolutely say, you know, thank you on their way to the bathroom in the morning. What do you, how do you bring in that emotion though? Cause you said, you know, we say, thank you. We do these things, but we don't actually feel it. How do you bring in the emotion? So you're actually feeling gratitude.
1: Yeah. And that's a great point that you bring up. It's that emotion. Um, and that's what ties that the memories and the bond so tightly in our head Um, And when you can bring that in, I, I love to say, think of a time in your life where you were so happy and you were so grateful for that time. And if you can just sit and immerse yourself into that, think of what you smelled, think of the visuals that you saw, try and feel it to the point where you get goosebumps. You're so in that emotion. And that's when you can then take that and project it into the future for what you want for your day, what you want for your life. And this doesn't have to be a long practice, you can get really good at it really quick. And it's a meditation, so to speak. So you bring up this great memory, you feel it to the extent that you can absolutely feel it. And then you project that feeling into the future and what you want to see either for the day or for the near future
0: yeah, and you talked about you know bringing your kids into that. I absolutely love that. I think that changes them as people, you know, to have that more positive outlook, that that grateful outlook. Um, do you do this with your kids now, even though they're older, like what did you do when they were young young?
1: Yeah, um we do this every single night. we go through things that we're grateful for for the day. And this is right before we go to sleep at night. Um, it's kind of my our, my routine with them every night is that we go through the, all the things in our prayer that we're grateful for. And you know they drift off, they're happier. Um, Mm -hmm. they have better perspective in life when things happen that they don't want to happen. It doesn't just bowl over them. They take it in stride and they, I believe they, they feel like, okay, I've got all this good. I'm not going to let this get to me.
0: Yeah. And how old are your kids?
1: I've got 13 year old twins and a 10 year old.
0: Yeah. So I feel like that's such a crucial age, like right during that middle school time, like elementary, when you're getting into those really hard years where everything seems like it's going to bowl you over and everything seems so dramatic, like to have that, that elevated perspective, that space, you really give yourself that space. I think that's
1: such a gift. Yeah. And it's hard for kids, um, especially in this society where everybody wins, everybody gets the trophy, you know, uh, everything is good all the time. And we don't, we kind of you know, the lawnmower parent where we kind of just clear the path for them and they don't experience any bad. That's not possible. They're going to experience bad. We need to teach them and give them the tools that they can use to handle adversity when it does come. And that's mm. the very best thing we can do as parents for our kids.
0: I love that lawnmower parent. I never like heard of that before. That's so true. <laughs>
1: It's like I got you. It's okay. Don't get your feelings
0: hurt. But then you take into the other thing, like social media and the pressures that they feel. I don't know if your children have phones yet, but it's like that's a whole other world, and that that can be like a mental burden that we haven't, you know, we didn't grow up with. We don't really, we never felt viscerally. But I could imagine having a gratitude practice, having some kind of space, like we said before, would would be almost life saving in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, and the social media is a slippery slope, especially, uh, you know, for kids that age. I don't let my kids on it for various reasons. I think that the, the comparison and the 24-7 and the bullying, um, I just don't think it's good for their growing brains. Um, mm. But they're very upset with me for that. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully one day they'll understand. It's just so difficult to, um, you know, when you're growing and you're, you know, prefrontal cortex isn't developed yet. And you're just not making the connection, the disconnection that you should be with things like that. It's yeah. just very, very difficult.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's only going to intensify, you know, the the more interconnected that we all get. So I'm I'm with you. Like I, I don't want my kids to have a phone for a very long time. I just don't see the point. Like not yet, not yet.
1: Yes. It's very tough. It's because they've all, they're giving them younger and younger. And in my uh, daughter's elementary school, there's first graders and kindergartners that are given phones. And I'm just shaking my head going,
0: uh, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. So getting back to you and your story, what, what do you want? What do you envision your legacy to be with the work that you're doing now?
1: You know, my hope is that I can reach as many people as possible to share the positive um power of our thoughts and our energy. And when we focus on something that's elevated frequency, like gratitude, which happens to be the highest frequency, um, we can really change our whole lives by changing our perspective. And that's really what I want to share. And what I want to get people to walk away with is this doesn't have to be, you know, a three hour time consuming process in your life. It's just a quick little thing, morning and night for a few minutes. And it's really transformational. And if you practice it and then you instill it in your family and your kids, it's just amazing what you're teaching to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, go back. It's such a gift. Like you just, you change their life and you change everyone that they interact with, you know, on a daily basis. So good. Um, Well, I do have some rapid fire questions for you. If you're ready. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) And these are always around gratitude. So this is actually really great. It's perfect. Um, okay. Gratitude is.
1: Gratitude is a miracle. Yeah.
0: I'm grateful for.
1: (laughs) I'm grateful for, uh, I I could talk on this for like 15 minutes, but I'm just truly grateful for my family. um, and just the circumstances that we've overcome.
0: Mm. And last one, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told
1: you earlier on? Oh my goodness. I wish people would have told me earlier on to not take things so seriously and to let me know earlier on that I had literally no control over everything when I thought that I did. (laughs) Um, it was just letting that notion go of, you know, you really don't have control over anything and it's so freeing and empowering and then bringing gratitude into that for all that you do have.
0: Mm, I love that. And it seems like you have a really strong
1: faith as well. Absolutely. That's a cornerstone of my life
0: yeah do you feel like gratitude and love and faith is all kind of the same thing or is are they separate things
1: i think they're all tied together um i am a very spiritual christian person and i believe that you know all the answers have been in the bible we just need to go find them um and it when i started doing this work and i started digging in i'm like oh my gosh this was all there it was all there for us to be and we just need to open our eyes to it and hear the message um but yes, truly, you know, just like if you come from a place of love and of gratefulness, there's really nothing that can go wrong. Um, you know, circumstances can happen, adversities can happen, but when you're coming into relationships and to people with that, that genuine feeling of love and gratefulness, it is truly the connection bond generator. Um, it, you know, your, your relationships can just thrive and flourish when you come to them from that perspective.
0: No, I love that. That's so beautifully said. And you're right. I I feel that truth coming through. Um, Okay. So, where can I, listener, find you online? Find the book.
1: Yes. So, the Growing Gratitude Tree is available on my website, which is gratitudemission.org. And you can reach me at Jennifer Garman, uh, two A's in X Y Z, And my book is on Amazon, or you can get it on my website as well
0: beautiful and of course all of that will be in the show notes if you are out and don't have a pen nearby (laughs) um jennifer thank you so much thank you for sharing your light your truth your vulnerable story um i know you know i'm going to start doing more of my gratitude practice bringing it back making it a habit putting my phone away at night so thank you for all the tips and all the reminders and just your story
1: thanks so much liz for having me it's been great
0: to be here you have been listening to the motherhood unstressed podcast and i'm your host liz carlisle Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that we spent this time together and I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you did, please share it with at least one friend or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That does so much for the show. Till next time. This show is brought to you by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my company, of organic USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the listener, battle stress and anxiety naturally. I love CBD. I've been taking it for years now, but I remember I was a little hesitant to take it at first. I didn't really know what it was. I thought maybe it would make me high. Of course, that didn't happen. And the transformation that I felt from taking CBD was just incredible. So much so that I decided to create my own company and leave my full-time job. And I have been running it ever since, and it's been such an incredible experience. And I'm just really thrilled to be able to bring it to people out there, you know, get it into the hands of mothers who need it the most. They're getting the best quality at the best price. And that's always been at the forefront of this company. So if you've made it this far into the episode, I want to give you a special treat. If you use the code podcast, you will save 10% on any order. And if you email me and say that you listen to this particular ad I will send you an extra special gift in the package. And you can email me at hello at motherhoodunstressed.com.